weird fucking guys. You're doing a manly thing and you're a fucking dork. I got my lightsaber wearing my Pokemon hat today. <laughs> wow, you're a real renaissance man, you know that? Goddamn man child. What a fucking dork. Yeah. But he's our dork. Christopher. Jonathan. It's just John, bro. Just John? Just John. It, it wasn't. It was, it was never Jonathan. N- never Jonathan. Mm-mm. What about like Johnny? Oh, that was my whole fucking life until I had a kid and he became Johnny and I got to become John. Oh. Because my dad was John. Oh, okay. So I was Johnny. He was Big John. You were Middle John. Now I'm Big John. John. You're Big John. I'm Big Fucking John You're now, big John. you fucking cocksucker. So it's not short for, like, Jonifer or... Uh, not Jonifer, not Jonathan. Not Jonathan. Not anything. It's just... Jonas Joplin? It's, it's just not John. Just J-O-H-N. J-O-H-N. I worked my whole fucking life just to be John. Just to be a fucking John. Yep. Johnny on the spot. Ain't that the fucking truth? Yeah. Yeah. You see my hair, man? Yeah. Looks a little short. <laughs> Dude, it was down below my shoulder blades. Yeah. And it was I, long. I told my wife, I said, uh, I think it's time for a trim, man. I think mm-hmm. I'm tired of uh, it being this long. You know, why don't you cut it up to like my shoulders? It you reminds know? me of uh, when I was a kid and I had long hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think it looks very adolescent. I think most people don't recognize me now. Really? As an adult, because I don't have the hair I had when I was younger. Like, I, when I run into people from school, like, it's not only that, I'm much, I'm a bigger guy now and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, when I was a kid, like, people just recognized me because I had really long hair. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was thinner and stuff like that, but now I'm old and I'm gray. Yeah. And I keep my hair short and all that shit. You definitely look like a cancer patient. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, um... That's fucked up, man. That's so fucked up. That's high. Oh, shit. But it reminds me of, like, the first day of school. Like, yeah? when your hair was kind of fucked up. <laughs> Is that what I look like? Yeah. And, I mean, it's... Like a shitty haircut gone wrong, you know? like, Dude... I laughed so hard because my wife started cringing after she cut it. And she was like, oh, I think I fucked up and cut too much off. And I was like, nope, it's perfect. It's not that it's, it's too, you know what it is? Your hair has a lot, your hair is really healthy. Yeah. And has a lot of body to it. I got volume. Yeah, you got volume. So like when your hair's not weighed down. Yeah. Because it's longer. It's poofy. It would be weighed down. It gets poofier when it's shorter. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. But it'll be back before you know it. Dude, I'm not worried about it, man. Yeah. You know, I got volume. You, you got know? volume. I feel bro. like I could be like a, a hair model. You, you know? could. I got a lot of... You got of, a lot of hair. I got some of that thick, thick, you know? You got Little, that good hair. Got that good hair. <laughs> 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 Bitches pay for this shit. Yep. I had good hair growing up. I had great hair. Now my shit is getting all thin up here. Like, it's thin up front, which is weird because nobody in my family has thin, like, maybe on my mother's side. 
Dude, I feel bad because uh, my dad had hair like a Brillo pad. Really? Yeah. Ah. Like a South Philly. Yeah, like he was like for real. Italian, oh my god, he was you know? the most Italian dude I ever met. He looked like he was dipped in copper. Really? Yeah, like he had like bronze looking skin. I'm just saying that like if he's Southern Italian, he might have. Yeah, some, I think he was Sicilian. He yeah. might have. Yeah, some, he might have a little throw uh, in him. A little little Moorish background, yeah. you know. Yeah. They get offended by that, man. I don't care. Get yeah. offended if you want. That's that's fucking life. That's bro. where you get that beautiful complexion from, though. What Un- else? Unlike pasty you know ass fucking crazy? Irish people. He was he was like like bronze on the arms, his face, and his neck. Yeah. But when he took his shirt off, he was as pale as the king. <laughs> yeah. But dudes back then, they all looked like they were drinking the same water. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, because my dad had a friend, Sal, who if he wasn't his friend, you would have thought they were fucking brothers. Really? Yeah. And Sal had the same complexion as my dad, same fucking, like, fucking ashy looking gray hair, like <laughs> salt and pepper type hair. And, uh, like, his wasn't a Brillo pad, but it was the same color. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, And then, um... Two Italian guys standing yeah, next man, to each other. Yeah, man, super Italian. Know? Super, super Italian. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes. They look like they were... They look like wet cigars. Really? That's what my, my father and Sal look like. They look like they had the complexion of, like, a wet cigar. <laughs> no shit, that's Yeah, funny. they were just brown-looking motherfuckers. Like, like Sal looked like a fucking Indian chief. Like, he looked like... He, he looked like his skin was, like, made of leather. Or really? Something. Yeah, he looked fucking. Sal was a cool motherfucker, though. I love Sal. I love and he was old school Italian shit. dudes. He man. was so funny. Yeah, really funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, I I love old school Italian guys, and I miss being around that environment because, dude, they're the ones that taught me how to talk shit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. they were like they were like ball busters, you know? Like, dude, my, you know, the guy that I grew up under, uh, Lou. I won't I won't say his last name because he he may not want me saying his last right. name, but uh. Dude, I grew up under Lou, and Lou was, like, he loved... He, that's probably where my passion for, like, on the last episode we were talking about, like, shit talking and comedy. Right. That's probably where it comes from, because he liked rotten jokes. I think a know? lot of it is, like, you're not accustomed to it, and then you meet somebody like that, and it's, like, a rude awakening. Yeah, that's part like, of the fun, though. You know? That's part of the fun, is, like, saying, dude, I, I gotta admit that I, I, I sometimes will purposefully say really wild, inappropriate shit in public places and then look around to see whose eyes come up to look at me, you know? Like, right. Like, who, who is, like, who is listening? Because everybody's quietly listening. They won't admit it. But then if you just drop a bomb and just, like, all right, let's, let's see who fucking heard that one, you know? Right. And then you'll see people look up, like, you know, oh... What, what was that? And you're like, yep, I knew you were fucking listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All the, like, my uncles were like that. Like, my, I had an Uncle Mike who was just fucking rough. And, I mean, borderline, like, I, I don't want to, like, I have family and I don't want to talk shit about, like, and he's yeah. dead. But he was, like, borderline criminally insane. Yeah, that's And it okay. was like, when we were kids, like, he'd come over and he would, like, rough us up. <laughs> you know like it was like he was like just this fucking bully and yeah. i mean like i'll be honest with you i don't like my uncle mike i never did yeah and yeah. um yeah fuck him yeah is that too much is that too much not for me it ain't i don't give a fuck <laughs> might be for some of my cousins but listen i like i like his son hey listen he i got nice. an uncle i got an uncle right now that i don't know he's going through like a life change but dude he was a prick most of my life this was different man this was like 
he'd come over for your fucking birthday, you know, sit there at your table, eat your food, you know, talk with his brothers and shit like that, and just rough the kids up. Like, rough us up. And like he bad? thought, like, I mean, bad like enough that, like, or? I mean, if I was six years old and this fucking big motherfucker's, like, pushing me around and, like, throwing punches at me, like, that was, like, his way of, like, bonding. But it was like nobody else in my life treated me that way. That way. Yeah. So it was like so foreign to me, and to sit there and like have to kind of take it was almost like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. You know. And then you'd get upset. You'd get fucking angry because you're a kid. Yeah. You know. You don't know how to fucking deal with it. And like, I don't know if he thought like he was like toughening you up or whatever, but it was uncomfortable. Probably. But I mean, like my father toughened me up. My brothers toughened me up, and they did it in a way that didn't make me angry. You know, like, this was, like, this is invasive kind um, of shit. I didn't like my uncle, man. I think that's a part of conditioning, though. I really do. Yeah, nah, so, like, I grew I'm up, not going to give this guy any kind of validation or positive reinforcement. He was a bad person. I mean, it's not... I'm not trying to... And I'm to not saying he was a bad person for what he did to me. He was a bad person in life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think that, like, sometimes... Listen, I'm a slightly sympathetic. I have friends that are doing big time. Like, big, big, big time. Like, they're... They would be considered a career criminal, yeah. you know? And I have to believe, to some extent, that you didn't start out thinking that that was a great idea. Like, it just kind of became who you are, and it was like a survival tactic. So even thinking about... You say your your uncle was, like you know, a career criminal or whatever. Oh, no, he wasn't a career criminal. I'm saying he was criminally insane. Yeah. Like, he was, like, there's a, like, to say somebody's criminally insane, I'm not saying that he was out, I'm not saying the crime was, like, how he fed his children. Oh. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he did not know how to adjust to social mores of what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. Oh. So, like... Did he have kids? Yeah. And the way he conducted himself or the way that he disciplined his kids or whatever was just completely uncivilized. Yeah. Yeah, he was just not a civilized guy. Yeah. But, you know, I've had this conversation with certain family members and stuff, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but, like, you know... My family grew up during a time where, and I'm talking about my dad's side of the family. My dad was older. You know, he was born during the Great Depression. Okay. And um, I think his upbringing for my father himself was kind of brutal. Yeah. And when I listen to my dad's story as a child, I can't help but think that there were ticks in his personality that came from childhood trauma. Sure. You know? I think that's all of us. But my father was a good person like he was a decent person who just had these issues that he was dealing with every day and I think it wore him down whereas my dad had enough wherewithal to kind of try to combat it I don't think my uncle did yeah you know he just accepted it that's who he was so I mean isn't that the way of uh life yeah that is like oh yeah it is you know like so there were stories that my dad would tell me that would just break my heart yeah Like, one year, he left his uh, he left a baseball glove outside. Now, just to give you some background, my father's father died when he was two. Okay. Okay? My grandmother was, like, 16 years old when she had my dad. So, she was young. And we're talking during, like, the 30s. Yeah. Okay? So, my, my actual grandfather, my paternal grandfather, dies when my father was two. He was in a bar fight. 
and he hit his head on the ledge of a bar. Hmm. And I think like a week or two later, he just dropped dead in a bowl of soup. Yeah. It was, I guess, like a brain hemorrhage or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So here's my grandmother with two kids during the late 30s. Yeah. 16 years old, and she ends up marrying my grandfather's brother. Oh. So now my grandfather's brother, who was my father's uncle, is raising my father. And now they have four more kids together. <sighs> so... There were times that my dad would... T- he told me a story one time. He left a baseball glove outside. And um, he came back and it was gone. And he had to tell his stepfather that he lost the baseball glove. Stepfather beats his ass for it. That year for Christmas. Guess what my father got for fucking Christmas? The baseball glove that he left outside. His stepfather was the one that took it off the step. So, like, things like that. That was the only thing he got, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, things like that, I just think, like, how lucky a lot of us are to not have had to deal with something like that. Like, that broke my heart when he told me that story. Eh. And then, like, there were times when my dad told me about, like, beatings that he took. Yeah. You know, he got beat with a two-by-four one time because he wouldn't play with his little brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like like crazy fucking shit. Well, I definitely think that as a society we've learned that like dude you can't be abusive but there's this fine line between like discipline and abuse and even i mean now we're starting to go down the hill of like all right we're just gonna let everybody do anything they fucking want which to me is there's no happy medium where's the happy medium like do you need to be disciplined you can't you can't tell your kids that it's okay to punch the other kid in a fucking face and like like, oh, hey, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Dude, when one of my kids hits the other kid, I will openly admit that I smack their ass, you know? And if right. some fucking crazy mom wants to listen to this show and come and, and confront me about this, I'll smack her fucking ass too, you know? <laughs> like, I'm telling you right now yeah. that I'm creating discipline and you're going to thank me in 20 fucking years. Yeah, you know? I mean... And I'm not abusive. No. Listen, I know and- I am tough. I am tough on my kids, but I'm not abusive. And I don't think that I'm being outlandish in my disciplining of them. Here's you know? the thing. My, in my life, my father ever only, I think, put his hands on me twice. And I deserved it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. absolutely deserved it. Yeah. But I knew not to fucking disrespect him. Right. My mother was also another one that was not shy about disciplining you. Right. But she didn't beat the shit out of us. Right. You know, it was a consequence for your bad behavior. Sure. And trust me, I've seen kids get the shit beat out of them. Oh, yeah. I saw one of my friends got his ass whooped with a (laughs) wiffle ball bat one time. (laughs) We were, I'm dead serious, dude. On the corner of Corley Street, we had these gates. Now, for some reason, like the neighbors invested in these gates (laughs) on the ends of the driveways. Not every fucking street had them. Yeah. The neighbors invested them. And they were these gates, like, that you would close, and there was, like, these little spikes on the gates that would prevent people from coming in and fucking robbing you or whatever the fuck. Right. If you didn't have a key, you couldn't get in there. We wanted to play in the fucking driveway, so we would climb this gate. People would get hurt. There was one kid one time who climbed on one of these gates, and one of the spikes went through his fucking jaw out of his mouth. He was okay. But it was pretty fucking gruesome to see a kid kind of like hanging on the fucking thing with a spike through his fucking thing, you know? So, like, ever since that happened, our parents were like, do not climb the fucking gate. Don't yeah. climb the Come get us. We'll unlock the gate. Climb. Don't climb the fucking gate. Or 
Go in the house, go out your fucking back door. Yeah. You know, there was no reason to climb the gate if you lived on that street. And this is to get into the alley? To get into the alley. And we okay. liked to play in the alley because there was no fucking cars running around in the alley, basically. Yeah. And it was where you could do shit kind of freely. It was yeah. kind of like a playground for us. That's where I took my dog to run, all that shit. Yeah. But, um, so, one of my friends, I'm not going to say his name, I'm not going to say whose mom did it, but he was climbing the fucking gate, and she <laughs> was walking by and seeing him. She walked over to one of us, grabbed our fucking wiffle ball bat, <laughs> and she whooped the shit out of this kid with a wiffle ball bat. It was excessive. <laughs> Tell you what, he never fucking climbed the gate. But at least again. he didn't have a spike through his fucking neck. Yeah, he you didn't know? have a, he didn't have a spike through his neck. And actually, one time he fell off the gate and he smashed his fucking elbow completely, like crushed his elbow. <sighs> so like, she had reason to say, "Don't fucking climb the gate." Yeah. But the beating she put on this kid was excessive. Uh... It was wild. But he never climbed the gate again. You know. I'm just saying. I bet you to this day he's got some discipline in his fucking oh, soul. Oh yeah, I bet know? he respects the shit out of her. Uh I don't know, man. Like I think I think the crime warrants levels <laughs> of punishment, you know? And like yeah. dude, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I have never gotten pissed off at one of my kids and like smack their ass a little harder than previously because I'm tired of your shit and yeah. like you're not listening. I'm telling you this so you don't fucking hurt yourself. So I understand as a parent like this fear of like dude you better fucking do what I'm saying cuz I'm getting tired. And I think a lot of it is based on your kid too. Like I like my one son I can't do anything like that to him because it's like pouring gasoline on a fire because yeah. you know. So I don't that's just not like that's how I, you know in the beginning I was young and I didn't know how to fucking handle certain shit and yeah. I would discipline them and it was just ineffective yeah you know so and, I'm going through that right now yeah. my son does not take any discipline at all man like I'm 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 legitimately I am trying to uh but does it work in reverse does he behave worse after the discipline um this is what I'm getting at. My this kid, is, it was like when I say it was like pouring gasoline on a fire, it made the situation ten times worse. No, no, he he listens, but I think that he's very uh, flippant, <laughs> like cocky. Uh, he's a little cocky, yeah. but he also is. Uh, he's a carefree spirit, man. He just is doesn't. He, he's just like, dude. So eight o'clock, we put him up to bed. We'll go up there at eight o'clock. We tell him to lay in bed. All right, kids. They they live in the same room. My daughter and my son. Right. We're gonna read two books, and then it's bedtime. Lights out. So we read the two books. They're still bouncing off the fucking walls. And from eight to about ten or eleven o'clock at night, they just, dude. I have become like so tired of arguing and, and fucking yelling about it that now the only rule is just stay in the room. Mm -hmm. Stay in the room. Don't touch the fucking door. I reverse the doorknob so that I can lock it from the outside because I'm I'm exhausted. Dude, stay in the fucking room. I don't care what you do in that fucking room, but I'm telling... I can't even keep you in the bed, so I'm, like, done. I don't give a shit anymore. Gabby kind of just, like, brushed it off, so, like, I'm not really getting support from her. So, like, now, as a parent, I'm just thinking... I'm fucking worn down. I don't give a shit no more. The only rule that I want is you stay in that fucking room. Yeah. So that's the that's the It's only hard, room. man. We're all flawed. We're all, like, we, we can't always be the best version of ourselves. We can't always put forth the best effort that we want to put forth. 
And I think in our mind, like, you know, you have to base a lot of it on intention. Yeah. You know, my intention is to fucking raise you right. So that's and the that hardest part. doesn't always part. work out. So, so Genevieve, I can just yell at her, and she starts getting upset. And it's like, dude, I don't need to, to I don't need to like spank her butt or nothing because yeah. like, if she knows that I'm disappointed in her, she right. is upset, you know, and she's like, okay, you your know? opinion matters. To so her. now right. I'm trying a new tactic, which I don't know if it's the greatest thing in the world or not, but I, I kind of employ Genevieve to help me keep Christopher on track. And I tell her, you know that you guys ain't allowed out of the room. I need you to tell Christopher, don't touch the door. Because if he touches the door, Genevieve, I'm going to take the fucking nightlight away. Or I'm going to take, you know, some of these toys out of the room. Or I'm going to, you know, like they have this little music box thing that has all their, like, favorite cartoon characters. And uh, I think it's called, like, a Toonie or a Toomey or something like that. And you take their character, like whether it's uh, Blaze, which is like this monster truck thing that talks. You take their little figurine thing and sit it on top of the box, and it'll tell a story from the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. So they can grab the toys and, and choose different stories that they want to hear. Dude, they fucking play with that thing all night long. So I'll, I'll use it. They value it, right. So I use it as a threat, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to be... Yeah. I don't want to be the parent I don't want to that be, always smacks their ass. I don't want to manipulate ass. your behavior this way. But I don't know what else to do because, yeah. dude, when I smack Christopher's ass, sometimes he don't listen for shit. He puts the tears on because I think, I think he knows that, like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do right now. But, mm-hmm. uh, dude, I do believe that. I think yeah. sometimes he knows, like, okay, I'm in trouble. This I will can, solve it. Dude, I can hear when I close the door. He turns that shit off like a fucking light switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I can hear it. I can hear it. Oh. And then. Oh, hey, Genevieve. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? It's ineffective. It's yeah. ineffective. It's not working. He nah. doesn't give a shit. So what do I do? Because I have to create discipline. I'm a military person. Uh, but I also think that, like, in life... We need discipline. That's how this whole civilization stays afloat, you know? Look, man, having a kid is fucking hard. Yeah. And, you know, I wish somebody had fucking told me that a long, long time ago, how hard (laughs) it was. Because, you know, I got kids that I'm still trying to figure out that are grown. That I'm still trying to figure out that I'm still trying to fucking raise them in some fucking direction. And it's still, no matter what I do, no matter what I provide, it seems. And it gets to a point where it's like, I got to let you sink or swim. Yep. It sucks. Like, it really fucking sucks. I think it's tough because, as a parent... uh, So, like, with my son, which is a weird dynamic, because my son is the younger one, and Gabby thinks that I'm actually harder on our daughter, who's a little older. But I think they're different. They're just different. Yeah, every kid is different. I think my daughter is extremely smart. Like, And I know every parent says that about their kid. Nah, I've talked to your kid. She's smart. I think she's way more... Uh, observant and like aware then then dude Christopher is like a little uh, he's just like a happy-go-lucky kid he's running around he's just like he's here for a good time you know he's just like let's play with the next thing now you know and and like but my daughter man it's like sometimes she asks me like really deep shit and I'm like dude you're fucking four why are you thinking about this you know like why are you concerned about this right now? Right. You know? So, so to me, like, 
I guess the way I discipline with her, it might seem like I'm being a little harder on her, but I also think because she's so clever that I have to constantly play mental chess with her, you know? And and to me, my son, on the other hand, gets babied. Like, yeah. like I, I smack his ass, but then I come back 10 seconds later, and I'm like, buddy, listen, I love you. I know, you, dude, you're being bad, you're not listening, but I love you. And then I cuddle on him, and I'm like... I'm very affectionate with him, but it's also a mental problem that I have. My mm -hmm. dad wasn't affectionate. So for me, I feel like I need to give that to my son. My dad I didn't was very affectionate. Yeah? So, yeah, with me, he was. Like, I, dude, my dad died when I was 15. I remember still, even at 14, like, sitting in the crook of his arm while we watched TV. Yeah, dude. You know, like, he was super affectionate. We never he did He didn't that. let me go to bed without a hug. Or, yeah. you know, give me a kiss goodnight or something. Yeah. And it, it, like, I know that sounds weird to some people. So you're the baby of the family, though? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Do you think that has but something to do with it? I'm also, me and my brothers are half-brothers. They weren't my father's sons. Oh, so, really? So, like, I was my only, my father was, I was my father's only son. Oh. He had a daughter, too, my sister Michelle. She's passed away, but it was me and Michelle that were his kids. But Michelle was 10 years older than me. Oh. You know what I mean? So she was older. So, like, when I was eight, she was 18. You oh. know what I mean? So, like, it was just a whole different dynamic. I really believe in my, my heart, and um, I was really, like, the apple of my father's eye. Yeah. You know, like, for the short time that we were together, we had, like, this tremendous, tremendous relationship. It was super fulfilling for both of us. And I kind of had the same relationship as far as, like, discipline goes that you have with your daughter. Like, I remember one year I was fucking off in school, and my grades just... Like, I was a smart kid, but my grades just went to shit because I was just too busy laughing and fucking around and, be, you know, being Drawing goofy pictures, with my man. friends. No, more just laughing and being yeah. a jerk-off with my friends and just not paying attention or, you know, showing up late to school and things like that. Like, I just was fucking yeah. up. It was like sixth grade or whatever. And I remember my dad came up to take a look at my report card for a parent conference, and he said, call him down here. And, like, I wasn't putting, they were like, you sure? He's like, yeah. And, like, didn't fucking lay a hand on me. Didn't even fucking, he just talked to me. Yeah. And I was like, dude, my eyes welled up. Yeah. Like, I was scared. Like, not so much scared. I was more disappointed in myself that he was so disappointed in me. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, like, that was the most effective discipline he could have gave me. Because I straightened right up after that. Hmm. You know what I mean? The, the few times that he ever had, like, put his hands on me, like, I was really out of control in those moments, and he needed to. Yeah, So, like, yeah. in that respect, you know, he didn't know how to, like, reel it in at that point. Yeah. But I think he spent a lot of his life being an angry, angry guy, you know, and acting on instinct and stuff like that. But I think that a lot of it was his upbringing. But, I think you learn when to control it, though. Right now, I'm going through... Uh, and he was much older when he had me. That's funny. The so he, was older, he was older than you and I are right now when he had me. Really? Yeah, he was like in his mid-40s. No shit. When, it, when I was born. Yeah. I think, I think having kids older, um, I think you look at it differently. I know? was a kid when I had kids. Yeah, so I think, that it, I think you look at it slightly differently, you know? Like the way I, I see myself parenting different than a 25 year old would you know and yeah like, like my I, my priorities are a little different i guess maybe because i'm also you're set, a little bit smarter oh, well, more I'm patience set, a little wiser but set in my career so i'm not as career driven you know and i'm more concerned with what i'm teaching my kids you know but um 
I don't know, man. I think it's so interesting because it's like, um, I don't know, man. So my daughter's about to start uh, preschool, right? Preschool, you know? And yeah. now I'm like fucking worried about like everything, you know? Everybody's always worried about their kid going to school, you know? Yeah. And regardless of what it is, I just went through this with my other friend who was telling me his son was starting school and he was worried because he thought kids were going to pick on his kid or something like that because he's a little different or whatever. And uh, what's weird is, you know, without, you know, my son has certain uh, issues that he had to deal with his whole life, my oldest son. Sure. And I was always worried too. Like, I was always like, man, this is going to be fucking brutal for him. And it was the exact opposite. Really? Like, yeah, it was just, there's like this, you know, there's something about certain instances with kids where they just recognize, okay, it's almost like if me and you were to walk into school together and we didn't know each other, we could fucking shit on each other left and right and know that one of that we can take it. But it's almost like when there's a certain element, like if a kid's disabled or a little like developmentally behind or something like that. Kids kind of will go, all right, this isn't honorable for me to treat this kid like a piece of shit. You think so? Yeah. I think there's some, I think there's an innate goodness in children that go, okay, this is off limits. Yeah. Because even when I was a kid, we didn't bully kids that were different in that respect. Yeah? We yeah, we didn't push around like kids that were like mentally challenged or anything like that. We just knew that that wasn't acceptable and it's not respectable and we didn't do it. And what's crazy is like... My son was like the mayor of Delaware County. Everywhere really? he went, somebody knew him, and everybody liked him, and regardless of how different he was. They treated him good, hmm. and I was not expecting that. And uh, what's weird is my son that I thought would have it the easiest, as far as that goes, is the one who has it the hardest. The one who I think was, you know, more normal, of normal intelligence. Sure. Of all that. He's the one who has the most issues. You know? With people, with relationships, with everything. Yeah. You know? Well, I think there's a certain amount of... Uh, it's kind of like a role that you play. You know? Like, maybe maybe if uh, you're one kid, you know, the one that you thought was going to do real good, like maybe if he got stuck in this role of like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to be. So like, I'm trying to reflect on like, dude, I remember finding out that a kid that I grew up with, uh, like he was a kid, he wasn't a bully. He was like the neighborhood tough kid, but he was also like the cool kid. He wasn't a fucking dick. He wasn't a bully. He was a friend of mine, you right. know, when we were little but as we got older, we just kind of went our own ways. He played football, and he was just like, I just remember always kind of looking at him and just thinking, like, dude, I want to be like you, you know? But you didn't it, know what his life was like at home. I had no fucking clue right. who he was, where he came from, like, what his family life was like. And then years later, he passed away. And oh. then years later, I remember talking to another friend of mine, this, this girl that I, or a woman that I know, and she was like, oh, yeah, we used to hang out together, and I knew him this, and, and, you know, we did things. And then, like, you start finding out that he was kind of flawed and had a lot of insecurities, and you're thinking, like, but, dude, I put you on this pedestal. Like, don't, don't you know that I put you up here, and that means 
I thought everybody else did too. I thought everybody looked at you like you were up here. Right. And and meanwhile, you find out that this person is struggling. They're fucking they're they're having a hard time dealing with life, mm-hmm. you know? And and he didn't kill himself or nothing. Actually, he was a kind of a crazy just fucking something happened, man. A wow. medical, you know, he had some kind of medical problem and it fucking just took him out, you know? And you just think, Jesus. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, and I, I remember thinking he's the toughest motherfucker in the neighborhood. Like, dude, how did that happen? You know, we went to school with a kid who was probably one of the most personable people I've ever met in my life. Like everybody liked this kid. Yeah. Everybody liked his brothers, everything. I lived next door to him when I lived in uh, Norwood. And I knew firsthand that his home life wasn't great. Yeah. And I just was like, I think that's just like a thing that people do. Like, yeah. they, like I have to put this up to survive. You know what I mean? And or and you fall into this role, but it's well, I also think his an life escape. was a lot better at school than it was at home. So maybe that's part of the yeah. escape. Is yeah. like so. I remember a kid that I used to skateboard with, also from Norwood, and like, dude, he was uh, he was younger than me, but I remember watching him, and like, he stopped skateboarding and he got into sports a little bit, but he also like. In the 90s, he became like a Wu-Tang kid. Like, he loved hip-hop music. Yeah. He loved Wu-Tang. He was Mr. Popular. He hung out at all the parties and, and did a lot of drugs and stuff. And But, like, wasn't, like, a flaky drug addict. He was, like, the cool kid that smoked weed and drank and, like... You know, he was, he was a cool kid. Right. But he was also, like you said, he was, like, the mayor, dude. Because he would come over and hang out with me... And he's like, dude, I used to skate with this dude. This is like a friend of mine, you know? Yeah. And he would talk to me. And like, meanwhile, his, his jerk off fucking friends were like. They had no time for you. Yeah. They right, were right. looking at me like, dude, you're a piece of shit. Why are, why are we even standing here right now? Yeah. You know? That was kind of like my, in high school, it seemed like I was friends with a lot of people on an individual basis. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine anybody that I was really tight with kind of hanging out together. But maybe because you were a transplant, and maybe, you were, yeah. and you were also pretty quiet. I you know? I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to get it over with and get it done. Yeah, you know, like I wasn't there to try to make friends. I wasn't really there to try to impress people, and I just wanted to graduate. Yeah, you know, like I I came to school the first day of tenth grade to Interboro, and uh, we hadn't really moved to the area yet. I was just there for orientation. Yeah, and about a couple weeks later, we moved. To the area, and I was supposed to start school. My dad died Ugh. right after we moved here. Like, just dropped dead, died. And it was like, I never went to the 10th grade. I just didn't go. Really? Yeah, I never really went to the 10th grade. So when I started, I just started in 11th grade, and I had a lot of credits from uh, Catholic high school from oh. my first year. So I was able to just kind of pick up where I left off, and I was able to graduate on time. Like, by the time I was supposed to. But See, by the time I got there, like, I didn't know anybody. I didn't grow up with any of you people. Nothing. Yeah. Like, the only people I knew from here were my cousins, who I wasn't really close with. Oh. You know what I mean? So, I just was there to get through it. And, you know, thankfully, like, I met a few people that kind of made it a lot easier for me to go to school every day. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up with the people in this area. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's interesting, you yeah. know? I don't know, man. So, like, reflecting on my my daughter starting school, there is definitely a lot of anxiety about um, 
you know, how she's going to do. Like, it's, I, I want her to be educated, but I also know that there's a lot of uh, social acceptance that she's going to have to go through. And these trials and tribulations of becoming... Why do you say that? Because I think that it's a part of becoming a part of the society is learning that your place, like, what do you do? What is it that you're, what is it that you contribute to this uh, community? And and it starts out in, in schooling is like... I you, think she's going to do great. I think, I, mean, I think so, but I do think, uh, I think that she's a lot like me. And I struggled with... I don't. I didn't know it until much later in life, but dude, I I came into contact with people that I went to high school with and like and grew up with, and like I remember thinking I was so scared to put myself out there and talk to girls because I wanted a girlfriend, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that I intimidated people because I would I would just like I was a deep thinker like her, and I would say awkward shit. And I just didn't understand that, like, you know, I was supposed to be the cool kid. I was supposed to act like the cool kid and, like, do what cool kids do or whatever stupid shit that was at the time. Or wear Jordans, because that's what Jordan... That's, you know... But I didn't. I would do, like, weird shit. And, like, Mm. (laughs) I just didn't... I didn't know that I was intimidating them because I was overanalyzing and overthinking it. And, and to me... But I think they're doing the same thing. Yeah. I think every kid is going through the same thing. So, like, to me, part. that's my concern is my is my daughter, you know, because we go through it now. We watch them play with other kids, and it's like, she'll say, well, that girl doesn't want to be my friend. And I'm like, why? Why? I don't understand. You're fucking little kids. Just go play. Just go mm. play, man. What do you mean she doesn't want to be your friend? You know? And, like, here we are. We're fucking starting already. So, like... I don't know, man. I just want her to have a good experience, but I also need her to be educated. So that's why we're doing, we're doing, we're going to try private schooling at first. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. Right. Like you said, dude, I don't know. To me, it seems like the kids that go to private schools kind of have a better education. And that is important to me. Yeah. You know, it is. I went to a Catholic school when I was a kid. But I think a lot of people in my neighborhood went to Catholic school because of the, it was safer. Yeah. To go to a Catholic school than it was to go to a public school. And it was certainly safer to go to a private high school than it was to go to a public school in the city. Um, well, I still feel like that, especially with school shootings. Because, or, yeah, well, you know. I, I just think, like, even, like, my dad, who was, like, so not Catholic. But he, was, yeah. he was a Catholic, but he was so against so many things about Catholic religion and all that shit. He just saw it as, like, this giant, like, business. And he, I mean, sure. My, my father threw a fucking priest out of our house one time like by the <laughs> tunic like he grabbed him by the tunic and threw him out of the house yeah you know like he just fucking hated it he w- I remember him yelling at a priest in a confessional really he just he hated priest he hated them cause and, they they uh, come off fucking slimy and, well, and I understand I think they were slimy in some respects and I, like, dude I was annoyed when me and Gabby got married and the priest kept talking about money and I remember yeah. thinking what the fuck are you talking about that's money that's all they right talk about for? is money but that was another thing. It was a lot of it was about money, and the priest that he threw out of the house came to my house drunk. Really? So, yeah, the priest was drunk, and my father didn't appreciate it. He thought it felt like he was disrespected, and told him to get out of the house. And the priest kind of thought he was in like some kind of position where maybe he didn't have to. And my father physically removed him. <laughs> and um, 
I think you're my your father's my hero. Oh, he man. was I wild, like that. dude. He was wild. I think we would have gotten along. <sighs> he was wild. Yeah. My dad was wild. He's a military guy. Well, it wasn't just. I don't even think of so much the military as it was. He was just different, dude. Yeah, but you don't take shit. No, he didn't take shit. He did not take shit from anybody. Even if the guy could whoop his fucking ass, he'd get his ass whooped. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. Dude, I'm 5'6". I'm not a very tall... Dude, there's plenty of people that are fucking monsters. Yeah. But if you think for a fucking second, that I'm gonna show gonna you fear, right. it's not happening. He was wild. And I'm... And that's so, like, back to the kids... I have to teach my children to be the same way. Mm-hmm. Now, my my wife kind of wants to take Genevieve and put her in, like, jujitsu or something like that. Yeah, I wanted to do that with my daughter, and she kind of fought me tooth and nail about it. I don't really feel the need because my my daughter has a, a brother. And, and to me, like, Christopher is already kind of showing a lot of signs of aggression. Like, he's definitely... He plays rough. He, he kind of roughhouses a lot. And... I, you know, like, maybe some parents won't like that I say this, but to me, it's already there. I just need to learn how to control it and channel it, yeah. you know? So, like, I think that, honestly, I'm going to take him and we're going to do boxing. And yeah. I think that he needs to know that it's it's okay to use this, but you can only use this sometimes. You can't just do this all the time. You can't wall off and fucking hit your sister because yeah. I will hit you. Right, you right, know? right. There's a certain thing about, like, being able to do something and being able to control it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm, I'm not against what your wife's thinking here because I have a cousin who has a daughter. Yeah. Right? She's been doing martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu since she was a child. Like, since she was, like, four. Yeah. And, dude, she's grown now. She's, like, 20-some years old. Yeah. And I think she's in college. Probably... I think if you were to rate her on a physical uh, thing, like to look at her, is she a one or a ten? This girl's like a twelve. Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah. Like yeah. radiant, beautiful. I can imagine dudes, anybody, kind of like giving her a hard time. Not necessarily giving her a hard time. Well, I can't imagine anybody giving her a hard time because the truth is she will choke you the fuck out. Well, that's, I mean, because I think of her, her looks, family has more confidence that they don't have to worry about her in that regard. Yeah. Because she will truly fuck you up. Yeah. She will fuck you up. She will fuck me up. I don't know about me. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> this I'm is just talking bad shit right now. In case, girl. In case she's up, listening. Listen, Man, there's nothing wrong with being able to take care of yourself. So, I yeah. agree. I do agree to that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just on the fence about, you know... I don't know, man. I never know. Because she's not very... Dude, my daughter is not uh, violently driven. Like, she's not... She doesn't think about aggressive... She doesn't think aggressively. She's very graceful and very... Um, and she's she's kind of, like, girly. And I don't want to... I don't think it's so much about being I don't want to taint aggressive. that. Like, I, I want her to be a girl. I want her to be a princess. You, know I want her to, you want her to have confidence. Yeah, yeah, and that's I do. what she's. That's what it's going to build is confidence more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a way to look at it. Yeah, even if she doesn't like it in the beginning or something. Yeah, you know, I think it will build her confidence, even if, because I think you got like I think she's extraordinary. Like honest yeah. to God, like I sit there and I talk to her. I think she's adorable. I think she's an extraordinary little girl. Hmm. I just think that something like that, it's not a bad tool to have in your fucking repertoire. 
Nah, Not to say that she's going to go around wanting to hurt people or want to compete or anything like that. Yeah. It's just going to build her confidence. It's going to yeah. give her something in the back of her mind that says, you can't mess with me. Yeah. You know? Maybe you're right. You know? Maybe you're right. You know? Yeah, I don't think it's something that she's going to act on. If it's not part of her personality, it's not part of her personality. But it's not a terrible skill to have in your repertoire. So me and Gabby do agree about that. And, and we agree with what you're saying right now. One thing that I do try to explain to her is when somebody confronts you and you don't like it, whether it's Christopher or the dogs or maybe another kid in, in the schoolyard, I specifically tell her, don't back down. Right. Like, dude, if you need to scream in their face, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable doing it. I want you, if some weird dude walks up to you in a park, fucking freak out. Yeah. You know? It's okay. You know? And so, like... This will only add to her being able to handle that situation, though, is what I'm saying. And I think that that's the confidence. Like, And, and I think that... uh I don't know. I mean, me and Gabby talk about it a lot, and we're always circling around, you know, what is it that we want to do? How do we want to teach? And and maybe that is something we're going to get into. We did take her up the street to this place that does jujitsu, and I talked to the guy that owns it, and he's a really good dude, and he's ex-military from Brazil, and he's like... Really good guy. I think I know where I think I sent Victor to him. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's a good dude. I talked to him and and the first concern and I explained, I said, Listen, dude, I'm a veteran. I'm concerned because I am trained to only do one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me to play fight, there's no such thing. Right. I don't I don't play fight. Like if you and I were uh, like, if you are one of them guys that likes to slap box and walk up and punch me in the shoulder and shit like that, I would shut it down and just tell you pretty quickly, like, yeah. don't, don't fucking do that. You know, like, it's not a good idea. Don't do that. I don't do that to you. I don't touch you because I don't want to be touched. Yeah. You know? And it's important to me because, like, I've met young guys, you know, like, in my meetings or wherever that do that shit. And I've tried to explain to them, like, dude... I don't know how to nicely uh, play fight with you. Like, I'm going to fucking hurt you or kill you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking... There's no middle of the road for me. Like, it's... If I turn this on, <laughs> I'm going to fucking hurt you. Yeah. That's it. And I'm not a badass, no. but I'm telling you that I don't stop. It's like my fucking pit bull upstairs. If the pit bull felt threatened... It's just going to do what it always does. Yeah, it's going to act on instinct. You know, and it's not because it's a pit bull. It's just because that's what it became, you know? Yeah. And I feel the same way about myself. So when I talked to that guy at the jujitsu place, I kind of explained that to him. And I said, dude, I'm concerned with teaching my kid violence because I was taught that this is a floodgate. And once you open it, all bets are off. And I'm I'm here to fucking hurt. So that's what the guy started talking to me about. And he goes, listen, man. I totally understand what you're saying. I know plenty of guys like you that for them, it has to be a fine line of like, we don't do this. Dude, I avoid crowded places because I'm concerned, not so much that you might hurt me, but dude, I'm worried about going to jail. Like, I'm worried that I'm going to do something fucking stupid. Think you know? about your boy that you like so much, uh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. He says the same exact thing. That uh, basically, be a dangerous person. Yeah. Who can control it? Well, that's... Like, what's the point of just being docile? Yeah. If you can't back it up somehow, some way. And, like, I think uh, 
the other dude said the same thing. Like, and I don't want to just pull from things I see on the fucking internet, but I mean, they just ring true. Yeah, you, but these you are brilliant be, people. Like, you don't I think be, I think Jordan Peterson. You want to like, be? What does he say about being? In, you don't just want to be a gardener in the garden. It's better to be like a better, warrior. Better to be a warrior in a garden than a, than a gardener, gardener in, in a war. war exactly. You know? Yeah. So I mean, just think of it like that. I mean, I don't think you're tainting your daughter's personality. I think you're giving her a fucking tool. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I wish I'd have, like, thought of it sooner with my daughter, because I think it would have boosted her confidence. She didn't like the physical aspect. I took her to, uh, to the vault in, um, yeah. in Morton. Okay. And they're great people. Yeah. They're great people. And the people that go there, I know a lot of the guys that go there and stuff like that, and I just thought it would have been a great thing for my daughter, but she fought me tooth and nail, and I didn't want to relent, but she was so uncomfortable about it, and I just thought, like, maybe I fucking introduced this just too late. Maybe if you, know, you went. If, I wanted to go as well. I Truthfully, I just couldn't afford it. But, yeah. you know, it's just... Uh, it is a little expensive. Yeah, but it's like... It's valuable to have, man. Sure. It's super valuable to have. And the people, like... People that I know that do it, they seem generally happier. You know, yeah, like, there's you think a, so? Dude, I know a girl that I go to the gym with that does it, and it looks like it's like... it brings like a fucking confidence to her that just radiates to the world like she's like the nicest chick on the planet super super cool super smart all this stuff but this has brought like a level of fulfillment to her life having that brazilian jiu-jitsu background yeah and i mean i think it has added to her life in a positive way she has friends there and you know relationships that she has with people and stuff that are just meaningful it's. I think it's great, man. I think if there's any one thing that you could do, I think it's a great gift to give to your kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't think of it so much as about violence. Think of it more as about a confidence builder. And discipline. So that was yeah. the that was the two things the guy was trying to explain to me. Is he was like, listen, man, we don't teach kids to be violent. We teach them how to have discipline and and like respect and like. Uh, and like you said, confidence, knowing that you're capable of doing this. And all of that is great stuff, you yeah. know? I mean, it definitely, I liked it. As soon as I started talking to him, I thought, man, this is a good dude. You know, I could I could see, you know, hanging out in here. And, and you know, I think that I'm old and tired. Maybe I should fucking get involved. But, like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Parenting, man. Parenting is a motherfucker. Dude, having a kid is like... I think I saw on a TV show one time, it says, like, having a chest wound that never heals. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Like, I during a minute and a day, I don't stop worrying about my kids. Yeah. And like, it's... And, like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? Do I need to do... Like, right now, I'm in a situation where it's like... I don't know. Like, I, I wish I could just do everything for everyone. Yeah. And I'm just not in a position to do it at this moment. And... But maybe that's part of the. Yeah, I mean. Maybe that's part of the. Uh, uh, um, the fuck is that called? Um, or maybe I'm doing too much for one, that I'm not doing enough for another. So that's it's what I mean. It's it, like it's just the know, balance of it is sometimes rough. it's tough because you do need to back off and take the training wheels off, you yeah. know. And it's like, this oh. is you, man. You need to do this, you know. Yeah. So it's tough, you know. Scary, yeah. And it's it's hard to handle, man. It's hard to like fucking. It's hard to articulate because 
listen, I'm human too. I'm a person too. I have a lot of flaws. I have yeah. a lot of my own shit that I'm trying to work through every day just on myself. Yeah. And uh, I fuck up a lot. Yeah. And to expect better from my kids and I'm their example. Yeah. It's hard. Well, but that's the struggle over the years. Eventually you start to realize that at least in my head, I feel like my kids should do better than me. Yeah, and that's what you ultimately want. That's the goal, but that doesn't mean the reality is like... When you think about the term success, you know, everybody says success, and usually it gets applied to, like, economics. But yeah. it's not... Dude, what is your idea of success? Like, I have I have a relative that doesn't really work. He just kind of lives... Um, leisurely you know and you think to yourself though dude he looks stress-free you know he looks very i mean there's there is consequences to his actions but when you look at his life he looks pretty fucking relaxed i'll tell you that you know so like but what's the quality of his character so that's the that's the issue is what is success like how do you so like for me what i'm getting at is is how do i explain to my kid i want you to be successful but is it my version of success or their version of success? And mm. should I be proud of them if their version of success is what they are working towards and it doesn't quite align with mine, yeah. you know? So. Yep. I don't know, man. Is it time for that music? I don't know. How long have we been at this? Yeah, it's, it's been about a little bit, you know? Really? Yeah. Yeah, we talk, man. We're good talkers. You do talk good. You talk good, boy, with that mouth of yours. I like the way you talk. You got one of them. That's a great movie. Sling Blade. (laughs) I like the way you talk. That's a good one. All right. Thanks for listening to the Renaissance Manchild. Renaissance Manchild is a Yardbird Tuna production. If you enjoyed the show please like follow and share any ideas or suggestions feel free to reach out to us on facebook or instagram oh shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you talk good